0: Welcome to this episode of Comics Deserve It Better, the third episode of Comics Deserve Better. We cover all independent, non-licensed comics and not necessarily non-Big 2 as you will learn from this episode. Um, So this this week we are talking, our main course is Day Tripper by, um, so as many, to kind of backtrack a little bit, many of you know the second season of The Umbrella Academy came out this week on Netflix. And I thought, you know, maybe we could cover it. It's a good it's a good series. But then I'm like, you know, maybe it's a little too obvious, especially coming off the old guard last week. So I'm like, Gabriel Ba is the artist on Umbrella Academy. What else has he done? And he has done an amazing comic called Day Tripper with his twin brother, Fabio Moon. You may know from his work on Casanova. And also uh, Dave Stewart works in that book as well. So we're going to be talking about Day Tripper and then a few different... Um, Independent comics, everything from image books to a book from Singapore, self-published uh, manga. So, if you if you like comics of all stripe shapes, sizes, genres, this is the episode for you. Um, so, to lead things off, we didn't. There wasn't really anything newsworthy this week, so we're going to lead off immediately with our uh, quick hits. So, Brian, what was your quick hit this week?
1: Uh, hello, everyone, and uh, my quick hit of is actually ascender number 11 which came out on Wednesday uh, very important and very fantastic character from the 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 descender series which Yay. is ascender is a sequel to descender is returning and it is everything that a fan of that character had ho- is hoping for is i love Big brute characters with big hearts. And Don't spoil it
2: too much. I'm so that's, happy. That's all.
1: That's all I'm saying is is that it. You know, it definitely lives up to that to that description. Just a huge heart on a big old dumb lug, like the way like Ben Grimm is, and and other characters like Metamorpho. You know, like those type of characters. So that, it's definitely um, if you haven't read or or know anything about Ascender, definitely pick that up when you have a chance.
0: Awesome yeah and actually just to give a little tease next week we're doing Descender next week so if you're you're a fan of of Lemire, Dustin Yen, all those guys get hyped. Um, Darcy what was your quick hit this week?
2: Uh, I want to talk about This is the End which is a kind of self-published comic it's available in it's actually available from a newspaper so you can go to the Straits Times, which is a Singapore newspaper. We'll be putting a link in our Twitter, which is CDB cdbpod uh, on Twitter. Uh, it's by Ho Hong Teng, uh, who is a Singapore comic artist and writer, but mainly artist. Uh, he's done 10 Sticks and One Rice. is kind of what he's most famous for, probably did the art for. It's a manga. It's a coronavirus comic called This Is The End, silent comic. You'll realize I'm quite fond of these. Um, And it's just really spectacular. It breaks down these panels. It goes from like one big panel, two panels, four panels. And it's all about these little moments in the coronavirus and these little moments specifically in Singapore but not only in Singapore it's got visions from China visions from Italy all over the world and it's really beautiful very sad obviously because of course it is yeah <laughs> uh, but I, I really enjoyed it again what I love very accessible and I think, very relatable because it's something we're all going through so uh, this is the end available on the Straits Times.
0: Awesome, so quick question, um, how reading this um, this COVID, this uh, newspaper coming about COVID, how did the experiences in Singapore differ from your own experiences in the U.S. and um, other people as you may know about? He's kind of curious.
2: I don't think it was very different at all for me I think because for trying to, it really didn't feel different to me at all because a lot of it is almost watched behavior. The only thing I could think of was different is the food that was involved almost. The food that was represented is not necessarily the food that we're eating. Um, The locations, Weren't all the same locations that I necessarily would have put, but then there are a lot of distant locations, and it's like, oh, I've seen this place on TV. This I'm I recognize what he's referencing, because, uh, you know, uh, that's people singing out their balconies in Italy. We saw that on television. Like, there's a lot of it that's just we're all at home doing our at home things. A lot of what's being referenced in the panels are things we recognize from what we're seeing on tv or what we're seeing on our computers so it was kind of really relatable in that way even though it's from this culture that's vaguely foreign i've spent some time there but it's it's for most people because singapore is a small place most people aren't singaporean uh, it's very foreign culture but it's incredibly relatable because that idea of quarantine sickness is something everyone in the world's currently going through
0: yeah for sure that's cool and you can just go on a newspaper website and and yeah i mean newspaper comics i mean they were here before comic books and they may very well be around after
1: i don't know it's
2: it's 13 pages long all silent so it's a quick read
1: that's awesome nice my 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 love for silent comics is definitely growing
2: (laughs) yeah they're great i really enjoy them
0: yeah, I I think when I was younger, I'm like, I don't get it. But now I'm like, yeah, this is one thing comics can do that pretty much no other medium. I mean, silent film, yeah.
2: It go, really I, allows you to cross cultures because, you know, like language is a barrier. But with a silent comic, you just have the art. And so that barrier of language kind of falls away and you can cross all that culture freely. That's, that's awesome.
1: Yeah since it's something that everyone is experiencing now too, you know, it's universal. So it's awesome mm-hmm. that it's, it's, silent so that it is universal when everyone mm-hmm. can read it.
2: Agree, Completely.
1: Cool. That's cool.
0: Yeah. So my quick hit is a self-published comic. Um, it's on gum road. It's called my life to live by Chloe. Chloe is a trans cartoonist from Austin, Texas. And basically what I, I learned about this comic cause, um, This guy uh, Tom Shapira he's a he's a comics critic he writes for like the Comics Journal a bunch of sites Um, just had it out on Twitter and I I looked at it and a big part of the big part of the comic is uh, the main character kind of reacting and seeing herself through different films Um, because she because it's like it's like a crime story but like it's it's about a criminal who the main character is kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde criminal type who but she wants to get away from that life but then when she's watching this um, Wong Kar movie at a, on a movie, like, a, I think just the novelty of seeing people at a movie theater and um, just, <laughs> right. and it,
1: I, remember, I remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, and then just, and then, and then, then uh, Chloe takes, takes a little bit of time to kind of break down the motivations of each like film goer, not just the main characters. So kind of like, well, this guy is here because um, he really likes Wong Kar films. This person's here just because I don't know, they had nothing better to do. Th- this guy is here because he wants to spend time with the girl. The girl is here because that was the best probably part of the comic. The, the girl is here because she cares more about the movie than the guy. It was just <laughs> a great, great little moment of comedy. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And she kind of has this, if her, like, I don't know, it's kind of uh, like blacklight. Like, it, it would look really good in blacklight kind of style, really unique style. Remind me a lot of like like Sarah Horrocks and uh, Katie Skelly, kind of this new wave of like female cartoonists. Um, really kind of flat figures but you, but the flat figures let you like identify with the characters more because the character like she's not, she doesn't have like some huge emotional arc you're kind of meant to like there's one scene where you just it's her like lines of her eyes and you're kind of meant to like put your own like face in the eyes and kind of he mm-hmm. was going lots of like self identification going on
1: she's the reader's and, avatar
0: oh yeah for sure and then okay and then yeah, and then but then there's like relationship too stuff too like there's a flashback to her and her um, her lover and like they have this this cool thing going but then it's also kind of toxic because the, the crime element but it's not preachy and it's nice and it's very it's very fragmented very disjointed um kind of kind of French like I think that part of it's like the influence in the French New Wave just lots of interesting images but um, you have to kind of like this is one good thing about it being a comic than a film you you can it's a 20 page comic so you can. Kind Of read through it a few more times to get more of a clear picture of it versus like a film, you don't want to like you've already spent two hours, you don't want to go back and watch two hours again. I mean, I don't maybe when I was like five, I would do that, but eh, not anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, so it also showed one of the strings, and this is also her first comic ever, so um, that's been like kind of published. So, I, I think I followed her on Twitter a while for like I just liked her art style and stuff, so it was cool to see. Because I'm like the name was vaguely familiar to me. I'm like, cool, that's that's a really good first effort, and it's on Gumroad for three bucks. So if you're if you're missing if you're missing movies and you just want to like feel intense emotions about connecting to art, um, it's worth worth checking out. And and the, and even if you don't connect to the, the story, the, the art style is very very unique and cool.
2: That's awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Probably. Yeah, definitely.
0: So moving on to our main course. Um, I mentioned, as I mentioned earlier, it's uh, Day Tripper by Fabio Moon, Gabriel Baugh, Dave Stewart, uh, lettering by Sean Cannot. And this this is a Vertigo book from 2010. Um and you might be wondering like, Vertigo is part of DC. Where are you guys covering it? Um, Vertigo, like, I don't know. I don't know what your guys' relationship with Vertigo, but Vertigo, like back, especially in the 90s was like, the only, one of the few places you could go and actually make money and tell creator own
1: stories. Um, it, exactly it's it's creator owned so it's very close to independent. Yeah. So a like, long
2: time I didn't realize it was connected, so that's my relationship with it. I didn't realize for a long time they were the same thing until I think I don't I don't know when I realized, but it was probably way too late. <laughs>
0: Because, I remember from the the pilot, you were talking about reading fables, and that just seems so alien to right. Batman and Superman.
1: Exactly, it's so it's indicative that that shows exactly that Vertigo is not DC. It's it's you you would never know. It's it's the strange step cousin of of DC.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, I think that. I mean, yeah, I think cousin's
2: er, a thing.
0: I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, think, I have some. Yeah, they're, they're cool. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> But uh, yeah, cause like Vertigo started out, I mean, I, I don't know, Vertigo is something I love to read about in research and stuff. And I mean, it started out as just like, you know, Swamp Thing, Sandman, Animal Man, Doom Patrol, these kind of on the edges of DC, but then then you had Invisibles, Preacher, all these kind of, it, it gave these DC creators it, like a playground to do their own ideas um, instead of just <laughs> writing Batman and Superman over and again.
1: And, and, and to kind of go back to, to what Darcy was saying About how different they are um, I didn't know That John Constantine Or Swamp Thing were DC characters Until I read Crisis on Infinite Earths back, back when everything was together And I'm like why is John Constantine In this book for like a page You know it's like it doesn't make sense But then that's because They were once DC characters Now they are again So it's pretty Definitely definitely separated
0: yeah, and and Constantine is a character that like I've always thought is better in his own actually real-time aging Hellblazer world than oh yes, being in like Justice League Dark or whatever. It might be controversial, but I I, I like him better in his vertical world. He's <laughs> definitely, may, yeah.
1: Oh, I was just going to say he's definitely two different characters um and but I I do enjoy two the the two flavors of John Constantine. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm okay if you know, Shade the Changing Man comes in and plays occasionally, but yeah. not like Batman and Superman, please. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. So, move, moving on to Sorry. Day Tripper. So, Day Tripper is about I'm um, just going to give a basic plot um, thing. So, Day Tripper is is about this um, obituary writer named Braz. He uh, yeah he writes obituaries for living in Brazil in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And each issue is formatted. It's like kind of a slice of his life at different times in his life. So it kind of in an, And it's in, in a nonlinear way kind of follows the progression of his life But each issue ends with his death in a different way. And yeah, I, I probably should have said this earlier But we're gonna have spoilers for a 10 year old comic in this So <laughs> if you haven't checked out Day Tripper, just Go and buy it. I think it might actually be on sale in Comicsology right now. So check it out. Um yeah, check it out. Get it at your local comic book store. Get it at your libraries. A lot of libraries have it. I think this book was when I was doing a little background research. This book was the um, common book in 2014 for all incoming University of Tennessee freshmen, which I thought was really cool. Like, I'm not going into college, and this is the first book you read. Like, that'll be pretty awesome. That'll be set. yeah. But uh, good start. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's kind of like a basic um, kind of plot outline. So, uh, Darcy, what did you uh, what did you think of Daytripper, kind of general thoughts?
2: I really enjoyed it. I kind of take the stance that anything I cry a whole heck of a lot in is probably pretty good. And this is one of those I cried a whole heck of a lot in. Uh, there were kind of chapters I liked more than other chapters. I really enjoyed... I think, it was, I think it was chapter two, which is 21. Um, a whole lot of uh, the trip to Salvador uh, with uh, Bras and Jorge when they went to uh, the beach and kind of celebrated Yamanja's day. That really, I really, really enjoyed that one. I didn't know that was the festival in Brazil. It's very similar to a festival in Thailand called Loy Krathong it's basically in Thailand you kind of put a lotus flower on a a kind of they kind of put it on foam now it's probably not what you used to put it on but now it's kind of put on like planters foam that green planters foam and you stick it in a lake or on the ocean and you put candles on it and you kind of like send it out to the water goddess with your wish and so I'm seeing them do this in a comic and I'm like oh that's you know that's the same thing it's basically the same thing and so it was like this wonderful moment of like cultural connection for me this is a holiday I've been celebrating for years now and hey I get to see that it's it's a very similar holiday to other places and then hey he dies (laughs) that's exciting (laughs) and so I cried a whole lot I really enjoyed that chapter so much yeah the characters obviously great you like to see how you can take this one character and write them in lots of different ways depending on the situation. I am completely unabashedly a huge fan of fan fiction and that's kind of what you do. You take a character at its base, stick the character in different situations and how would they react? People who are good writers can do really interesting things with that. And that's kind of how I feel this comic played in that kind of sandbox. Obviously, it's it, to me, it kind of felt like I created a character and I kind of made a lot of fan fiction with this character. What would this character do if this was the situation he lived in? What would he do if this is the situation he lived in? Until you get to the last chapter and you're like, oh, or you know, hallucinations, which no.
1: I know as well.
2: <laughs> So that's kind of what I thought. I really, really loved it. I love kind of family dramas because, you know, who doesn't have family dramas in your life? That whole, you don't choose your own family.
0: <laughs> that
2: hits hard. If you have anyone in your family, you don't like so much. And God knows I do. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> yeah, I really liked the the chapter where they went to the the house in the country and, and, mm, and they introduced all 11. the, random, all the random relatives and mm-hmm. it's just the way Moon and Ba draw this, set up the scene, and they just like kind of instead of going for their usual poetic, pure like poetry, uh, voice, they just are like, yeah, there's just a few guys, yeah, you're not gonna remember them, they're not gonna, they're not gonna show up and like they don't, they're not saying this um, like explicitly, but you can you can tell like okay, yeah, these are these are just side players, they're like the people, like I I don't know like uh, uh, on my mom's side of the family we have like these like deep cuts of cousins who like. I yeah. know who they are. I'll recognize them when they they uh, pop up on Facebook every now and then. Um for better or worse, mostly worse. Um but then I but I, I I like I don't have like a deep understanding of them. Just like I didn't have a deep understanding of those cousins compared to Braz and Anna and uh, Benedito and Aurora. And, like you really get to know his family throughout this book. Abs- absolutely. The
2: only thing I probably didn't like to bring that up before Brian speak. Hey, go go for it. sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh is his older sister In that chapter in chapter 11 Where was she in the rest Of the book that was so weird
1: Exactly The same thought I had with that Too it's it's like Yeah there's no mention of her In any other chapter And I was almost expecting to get to a later Chapter and have it Mentioned that she might have passed away At an early age or something but Yeah just kind of disappeared
2: Yeah I thought that was strange I thought I had missed something earlier on. I kind of went back, and I was like, Sis- "Sister, what? When? Where?"
1: Yeah, it's implied during the like the entire book that he's an only child. You That's know? what but, I
2: thought. Kind of a yeah. miracle child kind of thing. Yes, yeah, it was kind of weird.
1: Yeah. Um, so,
0: Brian, what were your uh, kind of general thoughts on the book?
1: Um, and actually, I kind of, I, I was going to. I kind of mirror uh, Dar- Darcy actually. <laughs> um and but the way that my brain kind of compiled it together instead of saying it's like it's like a fanfic um it's almost like it's like a it's like a bio a biopic it's like yeah it's um it's it's a biography comic but it's about a fictional character so essentially that's just like it's just like it's a fanfic essentially but i mean um it's every every chapter even though it's a it's a story that's being about one person, and it's, and it's a through a through line about their life. Every chapter is a is is a standalone. You you could just pick up one issue of this book when it was all floppies, and you you would get a full story. And you you find out you know who Bross is in that one chapter, and you know what his purpose is, and then you get a definitive end because <laughs> he dies. So it's. It's definitely a, a very interesting way to tell a story because it's, you know, um, I, I'll, I'll probably get into my theories about why there's a death at the, at the end of every chapter in a, in a little bit. But, um, you know, I just, I just find that a very interesting way to tell someone's story because death is, you know, like in tarot cards, death is change it's not the end. And so that to me, I guess I'm now talking about what I was what I was thinking is that that the reason why he dies at the end of each chapter is because it's a monumental part of his life. And he's mm-hmm. a different he's a different person at the end of that chapter. So it's the death of the old brass. And mm-hmm. now it's the new brass. And so because you know there's the chapter where he sees his future wife and he go, and then he's running back because he never said hi to her or anything when she when he saw when he saw her in in the in the bakery and then he gets hit by a car and so that's obviously he didn't get hit by a car you know in, in the actual narrative of the story but in the in the chapter he does because that's the end of brass then and now there's the new brass and that's the brass that is courting or falling in love with this woman that he saw yeah i
0: feel like yeah it's like different each each issue is like a different, I mean, yeah, it can definitely be read on standalone, which is why it's so accessible, which is why I think it's being used in college classes. And there's there's a decent amount of academic literature on this comic, which made me really happy, like a, like Latin American um, journals and stuff, uh, South American literature journals. But um, but yeah, it just like each, each issue is just like a different stage. You have Braz the writer, Braz the dad, Braz the young man, Braz the friend, Braz the... Uh, imp- like the, I love the, I love the issue with the, the plane crash where he just digs into like his empathy and just gives each
2: mm-hmm.
0: each uh, person like just the perfect sitting off and um and it, it they, and you know Moon and Ba do use that device that writers do like wow that's so profound like that kind of patting on the back thing like it but but you know it's just it's just they connect to you on such a deep level like you don't even mind it. And and that's honestly like,
2: and they kind of hang a lampshade on it because he's like, but I'm not feeling it. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Everybody's saying it's amazing, and he's saying, but I don't actually feel it inside. So there is kind of like, everybody else is saying it's amazing, but I don't actually kind of feel it. So,
1: yeah, it's right. like tragedy. Like you know, I've I've heard you know a lot of people that go through a, a major tragedy. Have basically uh, they almost disassociate themselves, and so he's writing this beautiful stuff that's probably in his heart, but he doesn't even realize that he's feeling this at this moment because of what's going on in his brain.
0: Which is kind of in contrast, like with his, his dad, Benedito, who's like this, he, he's very much the you know, um, the, 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 the male genius novelist who sits there and waits for inspiration, he sits under the tree doesn't give a shit about his family or anything and waits for inspiration to hit sitting there with a blank notebook while his kid is pretty much right well bras is roasting him um and then and then like there's just always like like even especially in the earlier issues like there's all kinds of like i see lots of like things when i think of like picasso and all these like writers when you dig into their biographies or womanizers they're just they they create a great art that you know resonates with people but they're just like terrible people and and then but then as you see with bras you're like wow you can maybe create a novel that's meaningful and be a good good person and a um, good dad but then when you get to the the or he's complete issue where he's like completely absent and it's just like that was the saddest one like that was that, it was just sad. like it was just like being i mean that was just like being trapped in a vacuum and and like i know he's not and I'm like i'm like and the thing is like thing about these, these day tripper is like you like it, they use the tropes that like you know they're going to use, but they just... The way Moon and Ba arranged the art, and especially... I, we haven't mentioned Dave Stewart's colors yet, but just the way he lights each scene.
2: The oh, colors we were probably my favorite part.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's like, why is he not... Oh, like, he should be, I think... Like, why is he not, I'm, like, looking at these comics, and I'm like, why isn't he on the cover? But that's... <laughs> But but yeah, it's a really
2: good question. It's a fantastic question. It's it's kind of what catches your eye before anything else is that wash of pink and those pastels and that gorgeous. Yeah, the the colors on the covers are amazing. The colors on the inside are amazing. It's The, the name should probably be on the cover.
1: Yeah but unfortunately that's true with a lot of comics when it comes to the colorists and letterers, they, the unsung heroes of comics, essentially. But um, what did, what did you guys feel uh, that this book had to say about like a father and son relationship? Well, between Benedito and and Brossett and Brossett and his son, Miguel. I'm
0: going to, I'm going to do like a quick, simple answer. I think it's in it. And I think it's, like there's this recurring motif of coffee and cigarettes, which mm. are also like an autobiographical. Like at the end of the book, uh, Moon and Ba talk about how much they love black coffee, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. these guys are yeah, these so... guys are cool. These guys are my friend. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think it's like you basically become your father, um, like in like you're just. Well, kinda... but the
2: cigarettes were, you know, he got the addiction of cigarettes from his mom, it's his dad's brand, but cigarettes from his mom or whatever.
0: True, yeah, but like just because I feel like there's so many like, like like him trying to become a, like a writer like his dad, even though he's a perfectly fine obituary writer and it pays a decent wage, and he's has friend has a good friend in Jorge, he has a wife and a kid and most of the issues, but he's always just like there's his father's brilliance and that he has to interact with and and just that live that up kind to of, yeah, and just the shoes to step in and yeah.
2: I kind of thought it was a little bit sad because you've got the whole, oh, well, my father doesn't love me as much as, you know, maybe I look up to him. So there's that disparity, but then you get in the future. So we're, you know, 41, 47, 48, however, the older sides of him and even though it's obvious he loves his son more he's still not necessarily there for him more no. because he's still away he's sending the letters but a letter's not you so that was still really sad for me you still have a son that's looking up to his father but his father's still not necessarily there so it's like he's trying to do better but he's not necessarily doing oh better. yeah and that's yeah, still that really made me sad
0: yeah, that that issue was rough, man.
1: Like,
2: it was a very rough, rough issue. Oh a, yeah, like oh, this is the last letter my dad sent me, and I was like, oh god, no son. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and it's the first issue with with the son. Yeah. And and then the son, and then the dad's not there.
2: Yeah. Right? The whole issue just emails yeah. and letters, and I was like, please stop this nonsense.
1: <laughs> <'cause,
0: yeah>, <laughs> that could, was a hard one for me. Yeah, because you get that oh, previous. Absolutely the previous issue with miguel and it's just like a whole Mm. it's a whole endeavor it's a whole like it's just that the whole issue is like one giant chase and it's just you can feel like his heart giving out at the end just like his father and Mm -hmm. you you want him to meet and interact with miguel and you know he'll be great but you don't get that and then
2: until what was that the was it the last chapter when his son's grown up is that the last chapter yeah and that's just like
0: and that's so nice they're just all hanging
2: out yes yeah that's a nice chapter
1: but the letter that the son finds
2: From Aurora, from th- yeah
1: Yeah, about On the day that the dad died Oh yeah. yeah, definitely Just, there's I mean, there's definitely a lot Like like Logan was saying, like a lot of Tropes used, but They're tropes for a reason Because <laughs> they work They're tropes for a reason,
2: exactly <laughs> There's nothing wrong with them if they're done well
1: Yeah so now, um, actually, um, the we mentioned the relationship with his friend, Jorge. Who, Jorge, yes, and who's a major part of this book for the first half, and then just disappears for reasons afterwards. And um, I found personally found it very. Very suitable that The chapter the way he dies When he goes to find Jorge who disappears off the face of the earth um, Is by Jorge's hand And and that that's because Essentially I mean There's a lot of heartbreak in life And but One of the biggest heartbreaks in life Like is like The best friend when you're no longer Friends with that person for one reason or another because like you know as as mentioned before family you know you don't choose your family but you choose your friends and you choose the people that you love you know after you're you're born that are not related to you essentially and so um and that you know usually a friendship is like your first love you know like not obviously not romantically but you know platonically Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's a love so the fact that he's stabbed in the heart by his his best friend or former best friend is absolutely a huge symbol and just it kind of stabbed me in the heart as well as someone who had gone through that before
0: yeah yeah that that issue was so that issue was so primal and i mean because like you like you think oh cool road trip fun but then it's just like you get Moon and ba and Stewart just delivering the just the bleakest desert and and then and the thing is like he like as we go back to like the whole fan fiction thing like the the way Moon and ba write Jorge is like he's like the you know the gregarious kind of fun fun loving loose enough guy from the previous issues like by the way the people at the hotel talk about him like that's that's the Jorge we know from previous yeah. issues but then you just you see the dark side of it that he just completely he, like maybe was a little too free and then just ends up just completely and then moon and Ba, you know like that some of that like kick in like horror movie mode and they like draw him like as like a red like a not like a zombie so much but just like a revenant a pure just blood seeking creature and just with no humanity and it's just it's so sad to see such a, a vibrant character like a character who you who you warm warm to like in issue one you're like oh bras he's all stuck in his head and like blah 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 then Jorge is just like hey you want to get some beers and he's like openly talking about racism in Brazil and then issue two like he's just he's the guy who helps bras get out of his shell he's like the extrovert yeah. friend of the introvert kind of deal like to, to simplify it but then yeah then you just, your heart is completely broken but it's just set up so well by the landscape it's the opposite of the the vibrant in issue two as Darcy mentioned earlier which is one of my favorites too by the way Um, that vibrant water world you're like in the desert now and it's the complete Mm -hmm. opposite And
2: I don't know it was kind of my least favorite issue I think just because of the way the death was handled like I would have preferred Bruce chose to die with Jorge because it was like a death of friendship like friendship killed him was the way the 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 way it ended but yeah. that's not the way the death the death actually occurred it was a murder by mm-hmm. a person who'd gone crazy and that actually wasn't kind of a death of friendship that was the only one that didn't really fit for me like if if I were to rewrite it which I'm not a good writer and that doesn't make any sense and it's a horrible thing to say and I hate it when people do it but I'm going to do it anyway uh <laughs> it would be more like you had At the beginning, like when he first saw him where he had kind of uh, when he first saw him in that issue where he was kind of despondent and he was, you know, like looking forward to seeing him, but sad and you, oh, I read your book, blah, 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 blah. But when he just flips on a dime like that and goes crazy and starts killing himself and then kills him. I don't know it just didn't really I mean I was sad because I was sad the whole book I cried a lot but it didn't work for me the way the other ones did I would have preferred I don't know he started killing himself and then it was an accident that he killed him the fact that he did it as a murder just didn't work as well for me yeah I don't, I, I don't know why
0: yeah because I, I feel like like I think I, I touched on this really like and it's kind of connected to what you were saying like Ba and Moon are definitely going more, more, more genre mode, and it's more mm. horror.
2: Um, yeah.
0: Versus like, because I mean, the setting, the setting is perfect. I mean, you're in the the setting
2: is perfect. I like, agree.
0: Like, like, he, he's going out in the desert, and mm. you know, he, I mean, he's a city boy. Like, I wouldn't know the first thing of going on a long trip in the desert. I would probably not bring enough water. Like, just maybe collapsing just before he's met Jorge, and and then get swept out in the big gnat Like because- because nature is always like in the background, like because a, a lot of the deaths are like car accidents and drowning and it just, and it shouldn't, and then, like, not just like logical deaths. They're like deaths, like forces, they're forces beyond our control. And I, and I like that that comes in there. And like a lot of the deaths are like, yeah, you're, if you, if you run in, out in the middle of the road, like without thinking about anything, yeah, you could get hit by a car and die. Or if you're dry, you know, you're on the road and driving on bad road conditions and are tired, yeah, you could get hit by, like, it's just that kind of, it's a a little bit of like hubris a little bit. Um, Well, this, and and yeah, you're right, and the the ending of that issue didn't kind of connect to that as much. It was more like, I don't know, just.
2: (laughs) It was more active, it felt. Even though yeah. he wasn't the one acting it, the rest of them were kind of wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Whereas that one, he put himself there.
0: Exactly. Maybe True. maybe
2: that's the issue.
0: Yeah, active versus passive. Because like because early on, like he does get shot in the head. Like yeah. and, you know, it's just it's passive. It's like he stopped. Wrong if he place, hadn't, wrong time. If he hadn't stopped, if you know, if he hadn't stopped in the bar for the drink, um, if he hadn't, st- if he hadn't, you know, stopped for need c- the cigarettes, and then. He felt bad that he was just getting cigarettes so he got a beer too like Mm. he would have been okay if he had just gone to yeah it's like no but then it's like but the thing is like i like just the endings because i don't know i don't know about you guys but like i like think about like decisions i made about my life and what paths i could have taken what branches all the time and it's i think
2: yeah yeah,
0: good and it's like well well, maybe not so good. i don't know um Mm. it was just part of it's just part about being part of being human um and that's one reason i like day tripper it's just the whole series is just like one, Hey, I could have done this. I could have gone with this. Like I could have cho- chosen this path, moved here, gone with this person, been in a relationship with this person. And it's just the whole series is exploring that. And it's like, that's so cool. And it's like very like, I mean, when like it's this, this comic is really easy to describe to people. Like I just, I gave the one sentence pitch to my parents before this. And I'm like, interesting. Um, but it's also just so human and like, Underneath it's just about life and death and big stuff and
1: yeah uh, it's and once again it's death <laughs> you know how that that kind of hammers home everything um we were just mentioning the first the first issue the way you know before uh, the way he dies. And you know, he gets killed in the bar. And this was before I, I didn't know anything about this book. So after the first issue, he dies and I'm like, okay, so this is gonna be one of those afterlife books where, you know, and so, and, and the way chapter two opens is there's like a heavenly creature, like, a, like, like an angel essentially, like, like beckoning him to, to come to, to, to them and so i was like and so the fact that then he, he wakes up and it's just a dream and he's 21 instead of being almost 40 in the first chapter you know it's like oh okay <laughs> like is this a flashback like or what's what's going on so i thought that was a really interesting way to introduce that not only is he going to die in every single chapter but you know like every chapter is going to be a, a different age and you know essentially a day in 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 that life in, in of that age
0: brian i'm actually really jealous that you didn't know the premise of this book
2: i didn't
0: either. oh i'm jealous of I both no of you. clue because because i think i a uh, comic site i edited about four uh, now defunct site like four years ago this this guy wanted to write about it and i'm like this is the coolest book ever i need to read it And of course i never read it (laughs) i'm just like this is just the most amazing concept and and then when i finally read it i'm like it lives up to the hype and but but you guys came in like brian comes in like
2: i'd seen art but yeah i'd never yeah
0: that's just that's so cool that you guys just came in completely just clean yeah
2: i pretty much thought the same as brian at the end that it was you know go back try again kind of thing yeah, or that you were seeing other options that your life could have taken at the beginning of twenty one, but you know, at the end of twenty one, you figure it out pretty fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, but,
2: but then you get to the end of the last one. It's like, okay, was all of it hallucinations he was having of different choices he could have made and how would they have ended?
1: And he doesn't yeah. die <laughs> at the last the last chapter. It's the only chapter he doesn't die, and that's the one that you expected him to die in.
2: Does he still get a
1: he's he's just, obituary
2: he's, at the end though? He,
1: I don't know. He's stand. I know he's just standing there. Yeah, he
2: he he sends out another uh uh gift to the water goddess or whatever. But yes. does he? Is there an obituary at the end? I might like have a, missed You that. blah blah blah, husband, father. Is there not one? I can't remember.
1: I'm I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, um, pull, yeah. I I might have missed the obituary part, but I I just noticed just physically like. Yeah, it's...
2: he he did survive it. Yeah. Because that that was one of the last panels was him sending off and standing in the water as he sent off another offering to the water goddess.
0: Yeah, I think it's just it's like the last page is just pure blue silence, and I mean. And you just get the most profound like make the best out of life and that's the big secret that's the miracle and it and then and 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 then just that last panel the star kind of takes Mm -hmm. you back to his birth uh Mm -hmm. on the blackout i know it's like it's like it's so interesting yeah he does yeah you're right he doesn't die at the end he he lives he i I don't know it's like the ending that's the thing like the ending is like it, it works but it's not like it it's it's one you like, yeah. Like I'm literally I read this yesterday and I'm returning to it right now, trying to read more things in it. I know, like I know it's this is kind of crass to say, but this book has replay value. Like, it's definitely one that a few months down the road, or even just like reading a random, it's like one of those things you could just read a random issue and get new things out of it. Because like at first, like when when he's running after that girl, I'm like, oh man, are we really we're we're, we're going to double down on male cartoonist's favorite trope of manic pixie dream girl but then i'm like oh they have a nice loving relationship okay
1: yeah and and especially and i was kind of you know like we were mentioning before about the like father like son kind of trope that 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 is there however at the same time there's definitely a trope of like the next generation the goal of the first the generation before that is to make the next generation better than they were before and the fact that that woman, the the person that he falls in love with in the bread store, Anna, um, turns out to be the love of his life, and they stay together to, for the rest of their lives. And, um, and Benedetto, Ben, excuse me, Benedetto has a has a, a an affair, you know, and like yes, he stays with his with with um Brass's mother, but however, there was you know a t- a time of infidelity and. And I almost was like, kind of cringing, thinking, "Oh no, that, does that mean Bross is going to have to go through the same thing and and have a moment of infidelity?" But no, everything about their relationship is just like, It's just loyalty and love, and that was just great to read. You know, yeah, you, I was
2: you, afraid of that all of chapter the forty one when he was missing the whole chapter. Oh, I was chapter like, eight. Oh God, cheating. is is he is he cheating on her this whole yeah. time? No. Yeah,
0: well, uh, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was afraid he was going to fall into like. Rockstar writer tropes But mm. I think I think like I love I, I don't know Like I love Moon and Ba's Takes on fame And just like I I love when When they're talking about Like it was awesome And it was It was an amazing Like this book Just has little scenes That an entire book Could be written around Like around them Like the scene In the airplane Where people were Like asking for his autograph And like already like him And he's like These are my fictional friends Like they don't Know me as a person They just know my book And I just I, I just think about people, I don't know, especially in the age of social media, just people think they know everything about their favorite writer, their favorite yeah. artist, um, And they, they think they like, oh, we already be such friends because I like his books and I like their books, but no, like you don't know that person. Like, I mean, like you, you don't, I mean, you just know their work and
1: it's, it's crazy. Is that, no it's it's so relatable because it's like yeah. how many times have you thought like oh my friend the comic book writer you know it's like, oh wait no wait, he's not my friend he's i just read their stuff you know <laughs> like it, it definitely happened or even like with with podcasts i mean like oh yeah we were talking the other day with my friend about the no wait no that was a podcast that wasn't a friend <laughs> it's like i wasn't there you know so it definitely happens
0: yeah oh yeah like especially podcasts like you know when you're working at home by yourself and you're just like man these guys like i feel like i could just like go out on like facebook and be like man you guys are all, but i'm like dude it was just a podcast it's probably scripted i mean <laughs> no <laughs> no i don't know like it's a, it's an act i mean yeah well yeah because it's like it's like i met a lot of i don't know i don't want to name names or anything but like i met a lot of like comics creators at conventions and stuff and they're awesome live up to the hype maybe even cooler than the hype but then some i just like kind of i just have like it's not like they're rude. It's just kind of just like, you know, I've seen a lot of people.
1: It's been a long day. They just
0: want to sketch. They're at work. Just,
1: yeah. Exactly. It's not a convention. It's it's a job. Yeah. Well, that's, that's well, why, it like... It is a
2: convention, and it is a job. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No. But it's a, it's different when you're on what side of the table. Right. And that's, that's why I don't like...
0: That's why celebrity autographs are just so hollow to me. It's just like they're just putting on, you know, they're just putting on to make some extra money when they're not filming or they were famous, but now they, didn't. it's just, it's just like, it's like the artifice. Um, I, I can see past it. And I'm like, and people were all like unironically bragging about autographs and stuff. And I'm just like, and I don't want to, you know, be a, be a killjoy, but I'm just like, guy, it's just like, it's so, it's so fake. And it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like how strip clubs are fake. And it's like, everything's just fake and blah. And and to go back to the go back to day tripper like that, that scene really nails the artificiality of it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's, the, it's the, the more the
0: creator relationship.
1: It's more the moment that you share with the creator than the the, the actual signature. And it's you know like to me like going to conventions and stuff and seeing my the creators I love. I. I have things that are signed or sketched by them and I, I love them. But at the same time, it's like, I have a story like, Oh, me and this, this artist talked like an hour about this TV show. And that's, that's more awesome to me than, than like anything that they could have given to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. But that, but then at the same time, that's the most, the person who finds that the most awesome is myself, you know? So that's just my own treasure essentially. Cause, you know, it's like showing someone the your vacation reels of your, you know, like like that's great, but I wasn't there, so I don't really care. Or 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 tell
0: or telling people your dreams. I mean, unless unless you're some big time astrology person, like then then tell those people eat that up. Like that's their their go to. Like yeah, that stuff. I mean, that stuff feeds them. But but if you're just you know, it's just like a someone you have a casual relationship with. It's just like, can we talk about anything else? Like, what's the weather like? Like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, kind of. Um, did anybody have any kind of r- wrapping up thoughts about um, Day Tripper? I, mean, I... You know, let's let's talk about Dave Stewart's colors more. Um, okay. for sure. They're
2: gorgeous. I love the color palette. I it's... liked everything about them. I liked that each one had kind of a different. Each chapter, each issue, kind of had a different kind of overwhelming color in certain areas the dark blues were great the pastels in certain areas were great it was bright it was vibrant without being like overwhelmingly cartoonish i loved it more power to it
0: yeah absolutely yeah and i mean and also like moon and ba's artwork it's it's i mean they they do all kinds of over-the-top crazy shit when they're doing doing casanova doing umbrella academy but even in those works you can see that they just like i mean there's a reason why umbrella academy is striking a chord with people like that just initial art they just have very their own distinct unique human personalities and then when they then bob brings that to day tripper and it's just like you can tell you can just read like read in the lines in their face and i love the progression of time and a lot of a lot of artists like a lot of like you know big two superhero artists will draw children like little adults because they're just i don't know like but like but like ba just has this unique approach to kids it's not like you know i i do like that he's not it's not like photorealistic or anything but it's just like their eyes are wider you connect with them more there's more fear more hope more joy that's that's probably why i connected that scene where where the little kid is running miguel is running around and the grandparents he's just he's just pure unfiltered life like every other weekend is just like a holiday to him. He doesn't have to worry about writing books and in relationships, he can just play hide and seek and, and this big sprawling, cause he lives, you, cause he lives in a it's a heavily popu- dense populated city and he can just enjoy kind of this holiday without the underpinnings of it. And yeah, that's, that's just like a random thing I like about Gabriel Bazaar, it's just like his approach to kids. And <laughs> it's just like
1: a weird oh. cool thing. I don't know the facial expressions. You you briefly mentioned it's just like the you know the panels where there the the face is is what's saying the words essentially. Like there's no there's no word bubble, but you know exactly what is being said just by looking at the face of, the, of a character especially the last chapter when when mm-hmm. um when Brass and anna are both you know old and they just kind of stare at each other because it's a you know a love that is you know a very long lasting love that they don't yeah. even have to talk to each other and they know exactly what they're what they're thinking yeah. so i thought that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah that, that, that <laughs> yeah. also
0: yeah and also it's like Dude, we've been following these people around for a couple hundred pages. Like I feel like I know their entire life story. So you can just like it, it's like payoff pretty much.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I I mean if if we're done uh, talking about Day Chipper, I I'd like to end it with one of my favorite quotes from from the book. Go for and it, it man. Kind of that's it kinda gives you know, it kinda gives what the theme is and, and what, what the everything's about. You know, in the in the story, and that quote is, um, "Death gives us a whole new perspective to living and everything else. Everything else seems so minor and silly."
0: Yeah, that's that's this this book is very quotable. This is like, shoot, I'm like, more people should be walking around with tattoos with daytripper quotes, like.
2: <laughs> and daytripper art, it would make really yes. good work for watercolors. It would be great watercolor tattoos.
1: I'm very yeah. tempted right now. Definitely. Yeah, because
0: because Gabriel Abad just has that just that iconic, just his and Moon and Ba just had that iconic, like you can instantly recognize it, instantly connect to it. It's a little weird. I mean, when they're doing when they're doing their other works, but but I like the weirdest. I like you know I'm glad that like I, I, you get tired of like the wannabe photorealistic photo style after a while, and you're like, is that all you can do? Replicate a photograph? Like to your do your new take? I like. I remember when I first first started reading comics i thought like alex ross was the shit and his immortal hulk covers are good yeah. But i'm just like it's so boring and he and there's and like i go back and look at kingdom common and marvels and his stuff and i'm like there's no storytelling it's just perfectly posed static images and then i read something like day tripper and i'm just like i just like each panel i'm like wow they like that glance told the whole story and i think it helps a lot like they wrote and like that's why like just their collaboration is perfect and seamless and you can't really tell and they're twins, and it's just like, yeah, it's amazing. And yeah, yeah. And this is, I think, Day Tripper. These are one of the books that, like, if you want to get show people what the comics medium can do, like, you know, hand them that trade paperback, or no, even hand them just issue one. I'm like, come on.
1: <laughs> what, be, what, yeah, yeah, but you
2: can just do one issue, and you'll get a good grasp of what it is, because was... it ends with a death, and a death is a good ending for a story.
0: Exactly. Definitely. And, that, and,
1: and that's a good ending to this segment. I mean, It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly, the end. Um, yeah, no, just yeah. uh, just really quick. It's just I, just it's not a house style, which is nice. I mean, I I do you know love big two comics like DC and Marvel comics, but a lot of that stuff is has a house style where it's essentially all the, no matter who's drawing it, it looks the same. And this is a, definitely individual work and you can tell like you know who this is who's drawing this for sure yeah and
0: but it's also it's like accessible too it's not like oh the
1: yeah
0: storytelling story is clear um yeah it's like i mean it's yeah it's like clear much i mean it's much clearer even than like Ba's work in umbrella academy and i don't know maybe maybe him and him and his it's kind of just interesting just like that this is where you want to dig into interviews and you know collaboration breakdowns and stuff and yeah cool all right so that was day tripper wow i'm definitely gonna tell you guys i have a, this is one of those series that gave me a bit of a, a like a comics hangover for sure but mm-hmm. hopefully in this book i mentioned in the next segment will maybe you know be the be that breakfast burrito after the the night of, of drinking nice. um so <laughs> so we're I- going into our uh, oh go ahead
1: I I definitely had to play like two hours of Animal Crossing after this after I read this. That's <laughs> kind of as the as the ginger, you know.
0: That's but. a wonderful. Well, okay. There, there's there's something there. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> so we're we're going into our, our looking forward segment, our final segment. Um, Brian, what are you looking forward to in this upcoming week? Comic indie comics wise.
1: Okay. Well. Uh, you guys are going to hear me talk a lot about Vault and Boom and I think this might be the first time I am talking about one of them and that's uh, Finger Guns number 4 published by Vault Comics uh, with uh, Justin Richards, uh, Val Halverson and Rebecca Nalty on the writing and the art and um, just really quick uh, Finger Guns basically story of two teenagers in high school that um, find out that when they do the the old you know like finger guns at somebody and like I, i'm I'm doing it right now you can't see me but you know but you guys know what i'm talking about and um is that it it cha- depending on how they do it it changes the emotion of the person they're doing it to and so it, it can either make them really angry it can either make them really calm and so it's uh, they find out from each other that they that they have this power and then they kind of start talking to each other and each of them have a a very all true common all, unfortunately two common uh situations in our lives that are not pleasant for a teenager one is essentially a latchkey kid um whose whose parent is never home and he basically just stays um by himself and the The parent comes home when after they they fell asleep, and and the and the other um, and the other the other person is part of an of an abusive family, both um, mentally and and as well as physically. And so, they these almost superpowers that they have almost seem ineffective to what's really going on in their lives. So it just kind of has like a nice juxtaposition where you feel whenever you read a story about someone who has power, they use that power to, they have the ability to change their life. But these two characters, even though they have a, a great power and an immense power, are, are still powerless because they're teenagers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. And I like it's a good, it's a good approach instead of just going the, the old school, the Spider-Man route, even the, you know, the Stranger Things paper even stranger things route giving the kids like powers and like having them wreck shit in front of the adults so yeah. that's cool i read the first two issues of finger guns and i really enjoyed it um and it, it has really good clear iconic art so yeah definitely yes. catch catch it up and, and and vault's a good like vault has it is it is a solid like genre publisher um and i yeah like I, i've read i've read a few Vault books and i don't think i disliked one yet so and that's that's a i mean that sounds like you know kind of that's a that's a compliment in this kind of publishing landscape for sure um so darcy what was your looking forward to book this week
2: i am going to put forward uh, akatsuki no yona or yona of the dawn uh, american publisher uh viz is putting out uh volume 25 this week uh, if you're reading it in japan i believe we're up to chapter 194 Uh, in America, if you're reading it in properly published English versions, uh, we're at the uh, Jing Arc, so very exciting stuff. Princess Yona is once again having to deal with Suwon. This is a really super exciting adventure comic. Um, Basically, you have a princess who has to Uh, has huge significant problems, is forced to, with her bodyguard, leave her castle and go and do all those fantastic things a girl-led manga has to do when she's a princess who gets kicked out of her castle. She has to go learn how to fight and be a complete and utter badass and she does that and it's a great series and we've gotten uh, volume 25 where we're at in the series in America is a great section because she's forced to confront a lot of really hard things that she's kind of been avoiding for a lot of the series up to this point uh namely her cousin who is kind of problematic for her so it is Very tense time in the storyline, and it's kind of come back around where we're at in the Japan section right now. She's also having to deal with her cousin, same thing. So we're kind of got some parallelism between the hemispheres and where we're at in publishing. So very exciting. No matter whether you're reading in English or Japanese, look into it. Great series, great art.
0: Yeah, yeah, the art's really good. Um, really. Costuming
2: fantastic it's by yeah. uh, kusanagi mizuo and she does it's uh not really a japanese costuming style it's based on uh korean traditional costuming and it's gorgeous oh
0: very cool yeah i've read the first couple volumes and it's it's awesome it, lots of political intrigue if you you know if you're not like it's better <laughs> yeah so it's good stuff i mean
2: yeah and it's really good action if you're like oh i just like shoujo kind of stuff and girl-led comic blah, blah, blah. it's tons of really great action stuff so if nice. you like a romance comic it's got kind of that stuff if you like an action comic it's definitely got that stuff it's an adventure comic because she's on the run a lot it's got all of it it's exciting Yeah,
1: your, de- your description kind of reminded me of Princess would you say that it's a lot
2: like princeless yeah
1: oh very cool Mm -hmm. i love that book so i definitely have to check this out yeah it's pretty good and then my looking
0: forward to the aforementioned hangover cure is uh ed brubaker recently ed brubaker and sean phillips and jacob phillips who's doing colors now um for them released a new um standalone graphic novel novella whatever i don't know how they're calling it these days um pulp (laughs) and (laughs) pulp not the not the not the band that did common people but That's a good band. <laughs> but it's about um it's just like on i've like i've not read it i have a pd i have a press copy on my desktop right now but i it's like all the things i love about brubaker and Phillips' work in one standalone package like i love that they are releasing it just as a novella and not ongoing it's like a really cool publishing model but to get away from that in the actual story it's about a a pulp writer who writes Westerns living in the 1930s, New York. And also he, this pulp writer also has some kind of a history like living on the frontier too. So it's just like this wonderful mashup of Western and crime genres with a little bit of noir. Cause I mean, it's Baker and Phillips, of course there's going to be noir stuff going on. There's going to be, you know, a lot like beautiful, like beautifully illustrated, like, I mean, pulp paperback, style art and use of shadows and like it's going to be in there but i'm just really interested to see like what, what they do with the western elements and and yeah it's it, it looks it looks good and it's like and it's a whole story and you can just beginning and end get it it's awesome and jacob phillips is a really good colorist and honestly he's becoming a really good artist in his own right on that texas blood he like yeah at first i'm like oh like nepotism maybe but i'm like no like it's you know, sometimes like 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 Andy, Andy and Adam Kubert. I mean, yeah. sometimes, you know, you're, you're you know if you spend every day living like being raised by a master at something, like you might become one too. And it's it's especially in such a tightly contested field like comics. Like so yeah, so yeah, Pope. I'm excited. Like a lot of people are excited, I'm not the only one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like like Baker and Phillips are like yeah, they're when you, when you read their books, like you're always in for a good time. Um, for sure. Uh, do you guys have a favorite Brubaker Phillips collaboration? Just curious.
1: Um, Killer. The Killed. most
2: controversial opinion. Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, oh, just Killer Be Killed for me is was great. <laughs> Supernatural and Noir is is, is, is was wonderful. Yeah, and, and then little vigilante like old school vigilante,
0: none of this superhero bullshit. Yeah. Like seventies mm-hmm. like Death Wish stuff. So yeah, it's it's like kind of Killer Be Killed is kind of underrated and. I think they're making a TV show out of it, so of course, because Brewbaker's a TV guy. Yeah, and Brewbaker's a TV guy, so I might actually get made. So, and Darcy,
2: I don't really like Brewbaker
0: at all. None of it. Mm -hmm. None of it.
2: Everything of everything I've read, everyone's like, "You'll really love this. It's great. You'll really love it." And it is a struggle for me to get through. And I know I should love it. Like it's one of those things I know I'm supposed to love. He is just a wordy motherfucker and I can't do it. And I read, you know, it's not like I don't read books. It's not like I don't have a degree in English. It's not like I have a problem with words and the existence of words, but I don't know. I just can't do it. Like, his- you must
0: you, you must really hate Scott Snyder because he's so wordy.
2: I can't stand Scott Snyder. Yeah, I know. He's I sh- like- again, I shouldn't say out loud because people will no, murder me. No, <laughs> no yeah,
0: I don't, I don't, I, honestly, I think this the shine has come off Scott a little bit. Um, yeah,
1: he, I'm, a, I'm actually not a fan either.
0: Yeah, he just like he like I like like that 2010s period like American Vampire, his Detective Run, his Batman stuff like, like that. Was, but then, but then when when he started doing Justice League and Metal and like I didn't even like I didn't even like witches like even though Jock's yeah. art was great.
1: Yeah,
0: but yeah he, no, it's it's cool. It's perfectly okay. And honestly, like he is a TV writer now, so. It,
2: <laughs> I, I wish him all the best i'm yeah. you know everybody who loves him loves him i get why they do like technically like i understand why they do it's just oh it's such a struggle for me to and you know the plotting the storylines i get it i just it's oh i can't do it god yeah. love him i can't Absolute, do it it's too worried totally <laughs> De- definitely.
1: probably
0: probably my favorite brubaker phillips is i really like their first book they did scene of the crime was pretty awesome um but Like, but that's like early days, Um, but probably probably the fade out. It's like a twelve issue old Hollywood murder mystery. Just it's it's they're more. I mean, the plotting isn't great, but just for the pure artwork, just the gorgeous costumes and um, just that classic Hollywood. Like Phillips just captures that classic Hollywood aesthetic Mm -hmm. um, for sure. And then the essays in the back were very informative too. Like it, it definitely felt more like, even though it was like completely fictional, it felt like a. Very much like a true crime book. Like uh what is that podcast? Um you must remember Karina Longworth a lot like that. I think she you might must have must even...
2: remember this.
0: Yeah, my bad. I don't Okay. Well, I, I listen that, to right?
2: it. I love it. She puts me to sleep. I love her. Ooh, nice. I adore her. Cool. She well, happens to be married to Ryan Johnson. Lucky How... him. How... Power, what? Couple...
0: Power couple alert, man. That's awesome. I l- I l- be prob-
2: she's probably the reason his movies are so good it has nothing to do with him it's everything <laughs> to do with karina Longworth.
1: well th- thank you for the best in my opinion the best movie of last year so <laughs>
2: definitely yeah no that's he's actually said it in in interviews you know like why did this work because karina you know does all this stuff and she can yeah no when I found awesome. that out, I had a fit. I was like, well, lucky him.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. But where, where's, her, where's her credit? Just kidding.
2: <laughs> she should, yeah, where's her guilds. credit? That's what I'm saying.
0: It's all tied up I'm, in the guild. It's all tied I'm, up in the guilds. It's ridiculous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's got the the season that's out right now is about a, like the wife of a director who's a set designer who like didn't get any credit for all this stuff like only got minor credit and was having problems and it's about all these other wives who like were their husbands and yeah that's a whole thing so it cool. actually kind of fits yeah not well. really <laughs>
1: you
2: know whatever Hi-
1: hypothetically
2: hypothetically <laughs> maybe she's trying to say something
1: yeah i and was would, gonna say something i was gonna be like well I, I bet she's glad that she didn't get the the last jedi hate but at the same time if you're if you know you're married you you share everything so she did yeah. get it without getting any credit <laughs> so
2: yeah, i don't know if she's all that active on twitter i think i follow the podcast but not, yeah. I, I don't really see her all that
0: much cool i mean I you're successful you don't need twitter no you don't okay well speaking of that that was a good uh, good segue so we're we're uh, yeah we're here's our twitter <laughs> we're wrapping up this episode and so comics deserve better um you can subscribe to us on spotify as our main one and also some other podcasters so just go on spotify or you can just type in the podcast and find it and you can follow our twitter at cdb pod and you can also um contact, email us any questions we'll read it on a show I'll answer it um comics better at gmail.com and we also have a website uh, comics so uh brian where can our listeners find you
1: um instagram is bryjin underscore cb it's b-r-a-i-j-i-n it rhymes with gaijin and twitter is bryjin2814 Cool and Darcy, where can our listeners um, listen find you?
2: I'm at Twitter at books underscore serial, and I also have a website booksandserial.wordpress.com, dot where I talk about radio serials and classic books. This week we are doing Captain Midnight. Very oh,
0: ooh. I like the dark well, the twenty fifteen Dark Horse reimagining of him. It's.
2: Or- yeah, I cover that. I cover uh, the film serial that was done yeah, in the nineteen forties. That, that was a big deal.
0: That was a big deal back then. Yeah, he's a cool yeah. character for sure. He's a ah. he's
2: a very interesting character. I like him yeah. a lot. Yeah. and he's who we're doing this week.
0: Nice, nice, very nice. And you can find me at uh, Midnighter Bay B A E on Twitter, and you can find my writing about comics on uh, Graphic Policy. So that wraps up this week's of comics is are better and we're doing descender next week so come back for a little more more sci- we're moving from magical realism to sci-fi so if that's your bag you'll, you'll really enjoy next week so keep reading awesome indie comics